Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Nyla. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is all about how hurricanes are named. So, the podcast, Green of Thoughts, is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review, and share Green of Thoughts. It really means a lot to me. Last thing you can do is contact Green of Thoughts by voice message. The info is in the podcast description and every episode show notes. Or you can go ahead and send an email to greenofthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So I have a surprise. In addition to my other planned giveaways that I do annually, I have a bonus one for you. I'm running my Health is Wealth bonus giveaway and it starts July 1st. I have a few prizes and things I want to go over, so be sure to listen closely. So my Health is Wealth bonus giveaway will be occurring and it will last almost until the end of the month. The prizes are as followed. The first is one fuzzy garlic patch and one eco-friendly themed button pin from Etsy. That's for one winner. Uh, The next is one fuzzy garlic patch and one eco-friendly themed button pin from Etsy. That's for another winner, winner number two. Uh, The next is one satin apple patch from Etsy as for winner number three, and last but not least, one Eat Your Veggies patch from Etsy uh, for winner number four. Uh, so the giveaway info is as follows as well. For you to enter, all you have to do is answer a few questions. The first question is, what is your favorite fruit or vegetable or fruits or vegetables? Uh, the next question is the second one. What is a st- what is a snack company uh, that I discussed in the Eco Company Spotlight segment of my podcast episode from June the 2nd entitled Superfoods to the Rescue, 11 Berries to Boost Your Health? And then the last is the third question. What recent podcast episode milestone number has Greener Thoughts recently celebrated? So the first individual to answer all questions correctly is the first prize winner. And the second individual to answer uh, questions correctly is awarded prizes, uh, same as the second prize winner. And then the third and fourth prize winners, respectively, will be awarded prizes for answering the questions uh, in the order that they uh, were received uh, by email. Uh, To email... Uh, all your answers, all you have to do is send them to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. And the giveaway starts at midnight Eastern Standard Time, Monday, July 1st, 2019, and ends at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on July the 28th, 2019. So please limit one-page answers for your submissions and also limit uh, this giveaway is limited to four winners exactly 
and all this information will be mentioned in the beginning announcements, of course, and in each podcast's uh, show notes for you all up until the end date on July the 28th, 2019. So please read and listen to all that information carefully. So there aren't as many announcements for this podcast um, and everything, but uh, I do just want you all to participate in the bonus giveaway I have. Um, It really means a lot to get to share that with you all. And so I'm going to do even more to try and promote it and have all my listeners um, go ahead and participate in that. So I want to get started with the first segment uh, for you all, of course, is always going to be um, in other news. So I'm going to start there. And in other news, it's just a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline I have for you all is that uh, Tropical Storm Barry rolls into Louisiana and trenches the Gulf Coast. And that was via uh, HuffPost, a.k.a. Uh, Huffington Post, and it was in the environment section. Um, So more than 120,000 customers in Louisiana um, and another uh, nearly 6,000 customers um, in Mississippi and Alabama conjoined uh, were without power this past Saturday, according to PowerOutage.us. The second headline I have for you is that seven gray whales were found dead in Alaska um, over the holiday weekend, and they pushed the toll up to um, 22. And that was also found on Huffington Post, um, also known as HuffPost, uh, either one, and it was found in the environment section. And then last but not least, the third headline I have is about um, the study um, about global farming trends that actually came out recently and how global farming trends threaten food security. And that story is, is from um, Environmental News Network, otherwise known as ENN.com. Uh, and uh, more about the study, uh, some uh, scientists actually found and examined global de- um, developments in agriculture, so food and farming, and they did this over the past 50 years. And so everything like um, avocados and coffee and other um, types of um, goods, um, citrus fruits um, and things like that, um, they're becoming more frequently seen in grocery stores and supermarkets across the country and the world, and this is ever... Um, this is becoming an ever-growing problem. So, you know, the fact that these avocados and, and, and coffee products are readily available, that says where we are as far as our, um, our products and our food. And so that's very important to um, take note of. So the story I have in news for today, um, it's all about uh, hurricanes because it is hurricane season. Um, I do work in the um, emergency and disaster preparedness field, and so you know I know a lot about this, and I'm glad to share some of um, this information with you all because um, it kind of um, you know piqued my interest more so because you know this is kind of what I do, and I love what I do, and you know I, I do work in many different places, but 
I was kind of um, perplexed as to the history of hurricanes and why they're named the way that they are. Um, it's different working firsthand in um, the disaster and emergency you know, field and industry and you know, working at such a high level, it's great, but I wanted to, to take um, a step behind the curtain and figure out, okay, how are these hurricanes and natural disasters named um, and where did this history come from? So I figured why not, you know, share with you all and, you know, see what I can find. So I found a few different things and then I'm going to get into um, some things about how to prepare for hurricanes and the like uh, a little bit later in the show. So I titled this uh, news piece, The Why Behind a Whirlwind. You know, why is a whirlwind, a hurricane, a typhoon, etc. named what it is? So um, I want to begin uh, telling you about the history. So the practice dates back to the 1950s um, and even earlier uh, back then, but it started where, um, you know, people wanted to find alternative names for, um, you know, tropical cyclones and, and other types of natural disasters. And it's been going on for centuries, but here in the United States, it's been going on for, you know, 50 plus years. Um, in the years of the 1940s, um, as earlier as we you know can think of, some of the worst storms were only given names. So, you know, they were usually based on the place or time of the um, event during the year that landfall um, was made. So, when the hurricane made uh, landfall in X amount of place, it was named after that um, place where it took fall. And, you know, during the year, um, and so, you know, it was marked as that. So I'll give you a few examples. So um, there was uh, a few major hurricanes earlier um, uh, within that time, 1940s-ish, that I can name. So there's a few. Um, the Sea Islands Hurricane of 1893, the Great Galveston Hurricane of 1900, the Miami Hurricane of 19. Uh, 26 and the Labor Day hurricane of 1935. These are just to name a few. So you see with that, uh, the 1926 hurricane was in Miami, so it was named that one. And then same thing with the hurricane in 1935, it named the year and the holiday over which the hurricane took place. Uh, so, you know, scientists and forecasters, they um, began to, as hurricane names evolved, they began to um, assign unofficial numbers um, to tropical storms and cyclones. Um, so that kind of made it a little bit better, but still it wasn't as um, as reflective, as distinguishing as names as what we have today. You know, so we um, began to use bigger and better, more substantial and concrete and just memorable overall uh, names um, that didn't begin really until the 1950s. So our next section here is what's in a name. Uh, the first hurricane, uh, these names were inspired by forecasters' wives. You know, that's a pretty you know, interesting thing. The people who are reporting and discussing the news to you these hurricanes were named after their own wives. Um, so in the uh, in the year 1979, to skip ahead a bit, um, men's names were added to the mix and in the ranks. So that's that. So, you know, about 29 years later, you have men's names being added um, to the mix there. Um, and then 
um, something special when um, a cyclone, hurricane, etc. was really, really bad, um, then its name can be retired um, also, and um, its name can um, be retired to honor victims and survivors. So of those who have died during hurricanes, cyclones, um, there are sometimes um, the victims are named after um, or the hurricanes are named after the victims and survivors. And the next section is about um, names. So um, specifically uh, the most infamous and retired hurricane names that are present today. There's a few. So I'll just uh, go through a few of them. So Audrey was in 1957. So for all those who remember Audrey, uh, Betsy was in 1965. Uh, Camille was in 1969. And Hugo was in 1989. Uh, Hurricane Andrew was in 1992, the year I was born. And Ivan was in 2004. Katrina, the unlucky uh, event that took place in 2005, was then. And then Hurricane Ike was uh, three years later in 2008. Uh, Irene was a special one indeed, and that happened in 2011. And then also uh, Sandy, Hurricane Sandy, that name is retired as well. Um, and that occurred in 2012. So there are tons of different names, you know, that we've gone over. And I just want to share with you um, more uh, names. And these are special to look out for because... Um, hurricane season, you know, is upon us, of course, and the 2019 Atlantic hurricane season just runs from um, June the 1st, so uh, just what last month, and it runs all the way to um, to or until um, November 30th, so a few months from now. And so, according to the National Hurricane Center, there are a ton of different names. Um, that are available and will be used in order as they come. Um, I think we're in the season of what Barry, so I'll just name uh, some of these for you. So Andrea is a storm and a hurricane. Uh, Barry is, I think, what we're in now. Uh, Chantal, uh, Dorian, Aaron, Fernand, Gabrielle, so a female name there. Uh, uh, Humberto, uh, Imelda, Jerry, Karen, Lorenzo, happens to be my uncle's name, uh, Melissa, and then Nestor, uh, Olga, Pablo, Rebecca, with a different type of uh, unconventional spelling, and then Sebastian, and uh, a few more closing, uh, Tanya, Van, and Wendy. Again, this is via the um, National Hurricane Center, their list for the 2019 Atlantic uh, hurricane season names in order. Uh, to close, I want to share with you um, just the season of uh, cyclones, our next section here. And it's talking about, you know, mainly uh, what uh, seasons for tropical cyclones that you can kind of expect depending, depending on the ocean and dates. So... You know, generally the uh, seasons for the tropical uh, cyclones in the Pacific uh, on the side of um, the United States, you know, near the Pacific Ocean, it's generally the same as, you know, ours um, here on the East Coast. So um, it officially begins uh, for them or it officially begins um, May the 15th 
in the eastern Pacific. So over there, they're about a month earlier um, as far as uh, seasons of, of cyclones and hurricanes. And then the naming of uh, Pacific cyclones is a bit more complex because they happen to do a little bit things uh, differently than here on the Atlantic side. So they have different lists for um, the eastern, central, and western Pacific uh, regions there, um, and also for Australia and Fiji and Papua New Guinea, that's something uh, to consider as well. Um, and then a few more things um, as far as the Philippines and the North Indian Ocean, and last but not least, the Southwest Indian Ocean. Those are all regions to take um, into consideration when naming cyclones um, in those regions. So um, I have a few thoughts on hurricane names and their creations, and I really am glad that I, you know, talk with you all and was able to discuss this topic because, you know, it is a yearly event that most often we're going to have hurricanes because of what's happening to our planet and what we are contributing to. We are, you know, in this mix. We are a part of this. Um, and so I... I thought about while researching this, you know, hurricanes past that, you know, I haven't really, I've lived through um, and like been in the midst of. It's not like I've had to um, bounce back and rebound my life, but I can tell you that it's really difficult just to see, you know, the imagery and the people who are going through it and they're losing their homes. And then in my work capacity, you know, having to, um, you know, listen to people's stories and continue pushing on and giving them hope and just being their rock and being their shoulder to cry on. And it's it's hard, but I love doing that. And I and I don't imagine doing anything else but to be, um, you know, one with the disaster survivors and like to help them and to just do what I can and do even more to help them. It's like really um, a powerful feeling to help someone in need and you know, to do it without uh, complaining or anything else. You just be of service. That's very important to me. Um, there was a powerful film I watched um, some time ago. I saw it probably two or three times. It's called um, When the Levees Broke, um, a Requiem in Four Acts, and it was directed by Spike Lee. I suggest anybody who wants firsthand the devastation of what a hurricane can do and how um, the United States at the time was um, not the most prepared it could have been, I suggest you watch that um, trailer and the movie in its entirety. It's very um, full of emotional highs and lows, real people discussing their lives and bearing their soul of what's happened to them. And there are some lessons to be learned and there's a lot um, that's improved since then. So um, it will definitely open your eyes to what happened. And it was all about um, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about, um, in the Mother Earth Minutes, plenty of tips um, and safety protocols about how to combat um, hurricanes before, after, and during, and how to you know, make um, a prep kit so you'll be you know, safe and um, ready, steady to go in case of anything happening. And um, I also want you to take heed and participate in the bonus giveaway, the Health is Wealth giveaway. Um, and I want to have you all enjoy it 
and enter it for this month before it closes. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue that we talked about in the episode and as always, save Mother Earth. So the message for today's episode is to, of course, prepare for hurricanes. And I did a bunch of different things um, to try and um, pull it all together. And so I'm going to tell you all some ways about how to prepare and I got them from a few different sources. So to prepare for a hurricane, uh, there's a few different things you can do. I picked um, just a few different um, items or tasks to do um, out of the 10 or so things. So in preparing for a hurricane, um, try to make sure that uh, your property is secured. This means anything from trash cans, um, recycling bins, outdoor furniture, playthings for the kids, um, any old vehicles. Um, that may not be secured or anything, any trash that's strewn about, anything that's uh, free and able to be picked up by the wind or strewn about, you'd rather have that secured. Also windows. Windows, you would also have those covered up as well. Um, And next thing is to prepare for, um, you know, being self-sufficient. There's nothing wrong with that. And so um, it's advised to at least have three days uh, or so, but more so a week's worth of um, supplies, food, um, a generator, um, to, uh, clothing, just medicine, anything that you can think of and pack away securely. Make sure you have enough for at least three days, but try to stretch it out and pack for seven days a week or more. Next thing is to designate a room uh, in your house or apartment or somewhere that's a safe zone um, to wait out while you're riding the storm um, if you are inside. Uh, during a hurricane, there's a few things that you can do as well. Um, you can first you know, evacuate if you're directed to do so, which most times will happen uh, depending. So to you know, be cautious of that, be sure to remain um, indoors if it is safe. Um, But if you have to leave, leave as early as possible. If you remain in your home, though, be sure to follow, you know, some of these steps. Um, You can use a portable radio to listen to um, important storm updates, um, information, instructions. You you can also uh, stay inside, That's uh, like I said before, and keep away from all the windows. That's very, very important. Um, You can also keep away from skylights, which also can uh, burn and bust. Uh, the glass there with the bulbs and stay away from any glass doors because those can of course shatter. So going to a safe area such as an interior room or closet, um, downstairs bathroom, tub, something of that sort is probably best. 
Um, and then uh, also never going outside um, the protection of your home or shelter or any fixed space uh, is advised. And then uh, to beware that the um, eye of the storm could, you know, be a lull and it could be, um, you know, just temporary as far as it being quiet. But that doesn't mean that the danger is, you know, out uh, out of range. You are still um, very much in danger, uh, no matter if the eye of the storm is miles away from you or very close by, you are still uh, advised to be safe indoors and to not fall for, oh, I don't hear any wind, it must be safe. It's always great to bear down and be inside. Uh, if the power is lost, um, be sure to keep the refrigerator closed and keep all the cold air trapped inside to delay spoilage of perishable foods. Uh, for those who have generators, make sure you follow your manufacturer's instructions and they should be, of course, grounded to prevent electrical shock. Um, so, you know, they should never be operated um, really indoors or any garages or anything like that. Um, and because generators produce um, carbon monoxide, that uh, you make sure you have a working seal uh, detector uh, in your home. Uh, next, uh, a little bit before, a little bit of information before I go to the second tip and last tip is to provide a to-go kit. Now this is very important. Um, I have uh, one. I have a to-go bag as well, and I use it for uh, anything necessary, especially work-related, um, for when I uh, deploy. So in case of, evacua of evacuation, uh, make yourself a solid evacuation kit and comprised of copies of. Uh, your household members' IDs or driver's licenses, uh, birth certificates, clothes, food and water, like I said before, at least for three days, um, but seven days or more is, is, most, optimal, is most optimal and fine. Um, cash or traveler's checks is also important to have in the to-go kit. Um, and then maps of evacuation uh, routes or alternative routes so that you can go ahead and stave away from getting caught in traffic or um, accidents that may pile up on popular roadways and highways. Um, an extra set of keys is great to have in there as well as some gas, full tank uh, in your um, car or truck, and um, also having a flashlight with batteries, a first aid kit, any medications you may need at least for three days, if not more, and then some extra glasses, um, contact lenses, and even you can go in some uh, sunglasses for yourself as well. The second and last tip is that uh, I'm going to uh, share with you all and leave in the uh, show notes um, the three um, websites that have the best information um, about preparing for hurricanes. So um, I have information from um, NOAA, which is the... National uh, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, and I have their um, hurricane preparedness guide. I have um, some information on um, www.ready.gov, and then also redcross.org has some information about how to prepare for emergencies and hurricanes. The 
eco fact of the day is that the stomachs of dead whales found in the Philippines and Italy are full of plastic trash. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the July-August 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send your 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. So the Eco Company Spotlight is a time in Greener Thoughts where, of course, I would love to hear about your environmentally related product or service and for you to get your ideas out there about it. And of course, would love to review your product or service. You can do so by, you know, letting me know about it, sending me a voice message or an email. Uh, one of my uh, companies that I love talking about is something new, um, but also something fresh. And I've been supporting their um, product for some time uh, now is Rapport. And they're all about organic beauty. So the founders, uh, Chrysia uh, Bonus and Christine uh, Kahili, uh, created Rapport in August of 20 or 2009. And a Rapport uh, Organic Beauty is a pioneering indie brand with a modern point of view. Rapport's progressive conscience runs deep, and Rapport pushes as a company with their team and their products to the leading uh, you know, point of performance in quality and environmental sensitivity. Rapport is focused only on providing the purest active ingredients from the earth and nothing else. And they do so with the highest purity standards and an, unwaver- an unwavering commitment to both sustainability and performance and Vapor is actively reinventing beauty. So for more information on Vapor and their mission, you can go ahead to the website of vaporbeauty.com forward slash pages forward slash ethos. For Vapor's extensive and ethical uh, and eco-friendly list of ingredients that they have, you can go to vaporbeauty.com forward slash pages forward slash ingredient dash glossary. Vapor, their line of products covers everything for your body, eyes, their face, your face there, uh, lips, multi-use products they have. They also have scents, skincare, and more. Um, I want to talk about my experience with Vapor Beauty. Um, It was actually like the best. I still have some of their um, sample products and I first tried their Um, siren lipstick in the sample pack and I got a few of those I probably paid $20 for all my different samples and everything they last a long time and I got the um, the siren lipstick and I got it in a berry and a soft um, pinkish tone and I got their lipsticks and I got their uh, lipstick as as well and it's very nourishing their um, products their lip products Um, they're very shiny smooth uh, very comfortable. Uh, they're not grainy or drying or they don't flake at all. 
and they got this sample sizes which is great um, because most of their products can be kind of in sample sizes and it was nice because um, you know many companies don't always sell their products in sample uh, sizes and varieties uh, so they have a great uh, bundle pack for their prices uh, of samples which I mentioned and so I highly recommend uh, their beauty products uh, to contact Vapor uh, Beauty, one of the ways is by email. You can do so at info at vaporbeauty.com. Uh, and Vapor can be found online at uh, vaporbeauty.com. That's V-A-P-O-U-R beauty.com. And you can also check them out via their retailers page on their website at um, vaporbeauty.com forward slash pages forward slash retailers you can also find their products in fine stores online and in stores across the country where available Vapor Beauty is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Vapor Organic Beauty they're on Instagram at Vapor Beauty they're on LinkedIn at Vapor Organic Beauty they're on Pinterest at Vapor Beauty and they're on Twitter um, also at um, Vapor Beauty and YouTube as well um, at Vapor Beauty. Lastly, to contact them, you can go to their website, like I mentioned, VaporBeauty.com, and then view the bottom of the webpage and then click on Contact Us to go to their webpage and fill out their message form. So that's all for the show. Thank you all for tuning in and listening uh, to everything packed into this uh, podcast episode. And be sure to participate in the giveaway that started on the first of this month and it ends um, in, what, two weeks. So um, it ends on the 28th. Um, Be sure to share this podcast episode, um, especially if, you know, you live in a hurricane-prone area um, you know, maybe want to share this information with family or friends or someone else who would maybe, um, you know, know about this and, and want to learn more um, and be inspired to be safe. And, you know, if you didn't know the history of why hurricanes are named the way they are, then now you know. So be sure to tune in to the next um, podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, thank you all. Take care. Bye.